Welcome to Episode 2, Season 5 of the I Want to Believe Podcast. I'm Nomar Slavik. I'm Kyle Sawyer. We are about to get creepy in here. On this episode, we're headed back to the front porches, back into the middle of the night when those evil little buggers rear their ugly heads. It's time for more Black Eyed Kids stories. Now, before we jump into the episode, I did want to remind everyone that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, We Only Come Out at Night, is available for purchase. This book is a collection of short horror stories and can be found online at slubbickstore.company.site or just check the show notes for that link and much more. As always, all Black Eyed Kids stories are from various websites and subreddit forums and will be conveyed as a first-person narrative. While we cannot speak to the veracity of these encounters, we do hope you enjoy them. Alright Kyle, let's jump into some stories, but if we hear a knock, make sure we don't let them in. You're relaxing at home when there's a knock on the door. You peer through the peephole and see a small child with their hoodie obscuring their face. You open your door and ask if they need help, but when they look up, you are staring into black, lifeless eyes. It's not hard to figure out why these creatures horrify us so much. It's in their name. Black-eyed children or black-eyed kids, also known as B.E.K., are modern monsters whose eerie and unnatural appearance and behavior inspire fear. The unusual eyes are unnerving, but it's the age of these monsters that really amps up the terror. What is it about evil children that freaks us out so much? This first story was posted in 2018 by Reddit user Frostbite06 in the Horror Stories subreddit. I woke up because I heard a loud banging on my front door. At the time, my husband and I lived in a small home on a dirt road just off the rural route into town. It was the middle of a snowstorm and the nearby hills get very slippery in the snow, so I thought that someone might have been in an accident and broken down. It's happened before. When I looked out the window, I could see that our motion sensor spotlight was on, and I could also see that there were footprints in the snow that had come from the road and into our driveway, but there was no car anywhere. The snow was still covering the road and no one had driven on it for at least a couple hours. Our front door was obscured from the window, but I could see that someone was standing there. I wasn't sure what to think, so I woke my husband up just to feel safer. 
When I was telling him what was going on, the banging at the door started again, and my husband went to answer it, while I stood in the hallway. When he opened the door, there were two children, standing in the snow, looking toward the ground. They were a boy and a girl, and they could not have been more than eight years old. The girl's hair was very long and straight, and the boy had a dated haircut that looked almost like a bowl cut. They weren't dressed for winter, and my first thought was that they might have come from the Mennonite children, but as far as I know, there was never a large community of Mennonites near us. They would not make eye contact, and when my husband asked them if everything was okay, they asked if they could come in. My husband looked at me like, what do I do? And I asked the kids where their parents were. They'll be here soon, is all they said. It was around 2 o'clock in the morning at this point, so the only reasonable thought in my head was that there must have been an accident or these kids got lost. As much as my instincts told me not to bring them inside, I did it anyway. I went into the kitchen to make them some hot cocoa while my husband took them into the living room. While I was fixing the kettle, I could hear my husband talking to them. He was asking them if they were okay, where they came from, how far they walked, if their parents' car was broken down, things like that. But they always answered, They'll be here soon. I started to notice that our cats, we had four, were all hiding except for Pigeon, who was in the kitchen with me. Normally, our cats are very curious and friendly, and we have to be careful that they don't run out the door when we leave. This time, none of them even tried to see who was there, which I thought was very strange. All of the hair on Pigeon's neck was standing up and his tail was puffed up while he looked in the living room. When I bent down to pet him to see what was wrong, he hissed and started growling and backed up until he had hid himself under the kitchen island. I have never seen him do that before. When I walked back into the living room, the kids were sitting on the couch as still as can be, but my husband was holding his head in his hands. I asked him what was wrong, and he said that he felt very dizzy all of a sudden, but that he was fine. I turned back to the children to give them their cocoa, but when they looked at me, I gasped. It took everything inside of me not to drop the mugs and run away. I saw that their eyes were completely black. They had no whites, just giant black pupils. When they saw that I was scared, they stood up and asked if they could use the bathroom. I tried to be as composed as I could be and showed them down the hall. They went into the bathroom together and I hurried out to my husband to ask him if he had seen their eyes. He had. We were in the middle of talking about whose children they could be when my husband's nose started to bleed. I just knew inside myself that this had something to do with the kids in the bathroom, and I started crying while I ran to get my husband some tissues. That's when the power went out. I heard my husband yell my name from the living room, and as I started to walk back through the hallway, I stopped dead in my tracks. The two children were standing at the end of the hallway. They weren't moving, and I had never been so scared in my life. They just stood there in the dark when the boy finally said, Our parents are here. And they walked to the door, opened it, and walked out, leaving it wide open. My husband jumped up to go close it and almost fell over. We looked out the window and saw two men standing by a black car idling at the end of our driveway. The men looked like they were wearing black colored suits and were at least six feet tall. They all just stared at us for a moment, got into the car, and then drove off. Our power came on about a half an hour later, but nothing was the same after that. Over the next few months, three of our cats went missing. We can only assume that they ran away somewhere and never came back, but the worst thing was coming home to find Pigeon in a puddle of blood on the living room floor. He looked like he had been vomiting blood. The vet told us that he had some kind of hemorrhage. 
After my husband's nosebleeds became a regular occurrence, we went to see the doctor. He didn't know what to make of it other than dry nasal passages. After numerous visits and tests, my husband was diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. When the doctor asked us if he used tanning beds, we both thought he was joking. But apparently this kind of melanoma is linked to the overuse of indoor tanning. The doctors think he will recover, but don't necessarily understand how it got so bad so quickly. Since we let the black-eyed kids inside our home, I've also suffered from regular dizzy spells and nosebleeds. I've had other issues which I won't mention here, but trust me when I say that I am suddenly in the worst condition of my life, and no one can do anything about it. I know that all of this is because I let those evil things into my home. We've told everyone we could about the strange kids that showed up that night, but no one else saw them, and some laugh at how scared we are. My advice would be to lock your doors, call the police, and wait for morning. Don't make the same mistake that I did. I know I talk a big game sometimes about wanting to encounter one, but that sounded terrifying. However, I still think I'd want to. I just wouldn't let them in. That seems to go just fine, right? Anyways, how about another story? This one happened in 2021 and was posted by user Dear Ghouls in the Ghost Stories subreddit. I'm a 27-year-old female and was home alone on a Thursday night, February 4th to be exact. I live with my boyfriend, he's 28, but he was at work until late that night. He's a bartender, so he doesn't get home until 4 in the morning. It was around 10 at night, I had already eaten dinner and was watching a movie in the spare room of our apartment. That's when I heard a knock at the door. I have a friend who comes over unannounced fairly regularly and even has his own house key, but the door was double locked so I got up without thinking and unlocked and opened the door. I was confused when, instead of my friend, there was a girl standing there. She was maybe 8 or 9 years old and wearing house shoes. Um, hi? I said, and she mumbled something in return that I didn't quite hear. What was that? I asked. My mom. I need to call my mom. I said, your mom isn't here with you? She replied, um, my dad. I need to call my dad. Can I use the phone? That's when I noticed her eyes. They were all black, and I got a little dazed and confused, and my heart was absolutely racing. I was terrified and almost told her no, but I also knew if she really did need help and I turned her away, I would feel terrible. I told her she could step inside while I find my phone because it was freezing and she was dressed for summer. When I found my phone, I handed it to her and she dialed a number and then started speaking in a different language. She spoke for maybe 30 seconds and then hung up and was just standing there. Um, was that him? I asked. She just looked at me confused and said, Who? Your dad, I said. As if remembering right in that moment, she said, Oh, yeah, right, my dad. At this point, she was seriously freaking me out, and I had to avoid looking at her eyes. So I walked over to my cat, who was now hiding behind a chair. I just tried to distract myself while patting her. The girl then dialed a different number, spoke for maybe 15 seconds, then hung up. 
After that, she basically shoved the phone back in my hand. She yelled back, thanks, and literally ran out the door. I was left just standing there, confused as hell, and had an uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach. I walked to the door and locked both deadbolts, and as soon as I turned away, there was another knock. I looked through the peephole and it was a man, maybe in his late 40s, in one of the work outfits for the building maintenance team of my apartment building. Oddly, I didn't recognize him. Even though I've lived in this complex for over three years, and I thought I had met all of the maintenance workers. I also found it kind of strange that anyone from the team was still here so late at night. Like an idiot, I opened the door. Hello? I said as kindly as I could muster. He looked me up and down and said, Hi, was this little girl here a moment ago? I said, um, yeah, she asked to use my phone and then just ran off. He motioned next to him and said, she's here to apologize. I was confused because there was no one standing next to him. Where is she? I asked. And he looked at me like I was crazy and just pointed at the ground next to him. She's standing right here, he said sternly. He was very clearly the only human in the hallway, a long straight hallway with no corners to hide around. At that point, my panic was through the roof. He shook his head and said, she should not have done that. She will not be doing that again. I said, it's not a big deal. And he cut me off and raised his voice slightly and just repeated, she should not have done that. Understand? At this point, I'm pretty sure this dude is about to murder me over an invisible girl standing next to him. So I just say, yes, uh, understood, of course. And he replied, we apologize for this. Enjoy your night. And he walked away. I called my boyfriend right away and told him the whole story. And he agreed that it was weird, but he was super busy and he couldn't talk long. I made sure to lock up the whole apartment and I opened a beer to calm my nerves. Time passed until my boyfriend got home and we hung out for about an hour and then we tried to go to sleep. However, the entire night, neither of us really slept a wink. And we were both absolutely burning up and shivering and breaking out in cold sweats and having night terrors. By eight in the morning, we were both dizzy and coughing and had fevers. Later on, we found out that we both had tested positive for COVID. His lasted around two weeks. Mine, however, cleared up just about a week ago. I'm still getting over it and getting my breath back. I haven't seen the child or that maintenance worker since that night, and I can't help but think the sickness is related to encountering them. I don't know, maybe not. I'm not sure what to think anymore. I just know that I shouldn't have let her in. Well, that had a really odd twist to it with the maintenance man and the invisible or ghost girl. That was really weird. But what if letting them in doesn't always result in negativity? At least that's what this next story implies. An email was sent to Lon Strickler, 
who posted the following story on his Phantoms and Monsters blog. The email was signed simply as SJ. It was late October 2019. I was cooking while listening to my favorite radio station when I heard someone knocking at the door. I was wondering who it could possibly be given that I live alone and at the moment I was not waiting for anyone. However, I was used to accepting Amazon deliveries for some of my neighbors, so I decided to head straight for the door. As I approached, the knocking grew stronger and more insistent. The situation was weird since the couriers normally use the doorbell. I opened the door and found myself in front of a child who appeared to be more or less 10 years old. He was wearing some strange clothes. I thought he might have come from the countryside. He immediately told me, I need help. Let me in. I asked him why and where his parents were, and I asked if he was lost. He simply replied, I have to enter. His voice was flat, monotone, almost synthetic. It was not the kind of voice you would have expected from a child. At first, I could not look at him straight in the face, partly because it was twilight, and partly because he was looking towards my feet. He then put his hand on the doorframe. There was something odd that I couldn't quite explain, and it was scaring me. I didn't know exactly what it was because he was just a child. I wanted to close the door, but I couldn't do it. Something in my mind prevented me. At that point, he stared at me, and I immediately realized that his eyes were solid black. There was no iris. There was no sclera. Only pure darkness. It was a surreal situation. He was there, right before my very eyes, and I was scared. I kept staring at him, being unable to look away from that deep black. I was stuck. In a flat, calm voice, he said, I need help. Let me in. I'm just a child. My body wanted to abruptly close the door with force, but his eyes told me not to do it. My mind told me not to do it. I felt compelled to do what he was asking me. The only thought in my mind was, he is just a child who simply needs help. I moved aside and let him in. He kept looking at me with his creepy eyes, but at the same time, they instilled in me a sense of peace I never felt before. I didn't know if he was speaking verbally or telepathically. I was confused. It was like he was inside my head. He introduced himself as Eli. He took my hand and I felt a slight electric current go through my skin, and my arm hair stood up on end. I don't know exactly what he did at that moment. But he told me about religions and death, how they were used for the purpose of power, how reality was distorted. He showed me horrible things, unspeakable events, and I felt his suffering. He also told me that the God many believe in does not exist. There are only energy and souls, and I believed him. He then said he would come back. After that, he stood and left the house. To this day, I have never seen him again. To date, there have been no negative events from that encounter. I've never heard a BEK story like that before. Very interesting, but I bet you've never heard anything like this last one. This story was posted in 2012 by Pyrrhic underscore Lancaster in the Black Eyed Kid Stories subreddit. I was coming home one night when I saw two children walking towards my front door. I just went into my house and expected them to pass. They didn't. They knocked on the door. I suddenly came down with a feeling of pure dread and fear. I was terrified. But 
I was also prepared. My girlfriend and I are both black belts and we keep two katanas next to my door. So I grabbed one, put it behind my back and opened the door. There were two of them. One was a boy, short, dressed in a black hoodie and had long hair. He was about 15 or 16. The other was a girl, tall and dressed the same. She was about 13 or 14. The boy said, we need to use your phone. Please let us in. Despite being scared, I allowed them to come in. I hadn't seen their eyes yet and figured if they tried something, I could cut them down before it got bad. Also, my girlfriend was due home at any moment. As soon as they came in, they started attacking me. The girl tried to hold me down while the boy kept trying to get some odd hold on my head and chest. I kept kicking the girl back, but the boy grabbed me and I lost from there. The girl then put her hand to my temple and her other hand clawing at my heart. It felt like my soul was getting ripped out and I was slowly starting to fade away. That's when my girlfriend walked in. She quickly saw what was going on, grabbed her katana out of its sheath and sliced the boy down immediately. He ran off after being cut. The girl tried to fight but got a monstrous wound on her arm. As she ran out, we both saw her cold black eyes. I couldn't believe I almost let those things have me. I told my girlfriend everything that happened. We did not sleep well that night. In fact, neither of us have slept properly since. And that's where the story ends. I've never heard a story like that one before. I gotta say, it's kind of hard to believe. Uh, yeah, I agree. But it's the first time I've ever heard of some sort of serious physical altercation with a BEK, and I thought it merited a retelling here. And those are all the stories that we have for episode two. Anything to add, buddy? I think that's it. Ad lib? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kyle Sawyer. I'm Nomar Slavik. to get creepy in here. Fuck. I started smiling. <laughs> check a check a check. I want to check a checky. We recording. That that right there is the very first Black Eyed Kid story I had ever heard. Oh really? Yeah, like I remember reading that exact story on Reddit. Cool. <laughs> Reddit user Frostbite06 in the horror studies. Nope. <laughs> horror studies? Where can you take that? <laughs> I, I want to take that class. I called my boyfriend right away, and he told me the whole story. No? <laughs> His boyfriend's like, you gotta hear this. <laughs> this just he's, happened to you. He's <laughs> Cease to resist, giving my goodbye.